have you don't do hey, that in post. You do that naturally. Like you do that. What do you mean? You, like I just watch the intros like right there. You don't just like edit this and <laughs> yeah, add it. You're also interrupting my intro. Oh. Anywho. Hey everybody. Welcome to Gameplay Interviews. My name is Ben Worley, and I use video games to get my friends to hang out with you, me, to make friends. Oh my gosh. Oh shoot. I'm, oh, I've got, I'm already, uh, I'm gonna run. Get out of the yard and get on the street. He's no still chasing man me. man is gonna touch you in the middle of the street. <laughs> we're playing Hello Neighbor, finally. Uh, we're gonna start, I'm gonna start over. My, hey everybody, my name is Ben Worley and I, welcome to Gameplay Interviews. My name is Ben Worley and I use video games to make friends. And it only took me an entire year to get Matt Morris, my probably oldest friend, <laughs> to be on this podcast. Yo, yo. I'm a busy man. <laughs> How you doing, Matt? Man, I'm good. Are you going to keep my original intro in there? Because I thought it was kind of funny when I interrupted it. Yeah, probably. Cool. <laughs> Timing-wise, I think it was gold. But Yeah. I'm glad we can talk about the structure while we're doing it. Yeah. This, this is good. This is my first podcast. This is your first podcast? Ever, yeah. <clears throat> wow. Well, you're supposed to be playing, and we're not going to be playing Hello Neighbor right now. Um, those those avid listeners of the podcast will remember that Hello Neighbor was one that I wanted to play since the first episode, it was, or second episode. I was so excited about it. You can have, we're going to do Star Wars Battlefront 2, and let's begin. Um, so I was going to talk, we were talking before about what to talk about, and I was saying, that it'd be fun to, I guess if people know who you are, they probably know you from artificial, right? Or regular guy. Yeah. Possibly. I would say so. <laughs> so, let, I, re- like, I, I think people who do know of us being old friends, the band name, and people who know that, I don't think we've ever shared like the actual story behind how all that happened and like all the work that went into it. And I think that's like... I think part of the reason I part of the reason I loved it so much was because it felt like it felt like artificial felt like it f- just kind of came together perfectly. You know what I mean? It yeah. started as just this random idea and it became something I thought way bigger than both of us and I loved that about it. Um so artificial is a music video we made. Art official is the name. And we originally look it up. Look it up. It's still there. We originally it started, I guess, with uh, Macklemore, right? It did, man. It started in a friend's basement, um, as most journeys do, and <laughs> as most making out sessions it do. It was it was when I first, and I'm kind of ashamed to say it, but I've I've dealt with that in counseling. But what? Not really. Just the, oh. just the shame of copying <laughs> Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. But uh, yeah, I watched um, watched the music video for Thrift Shop, and man, thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. And told this myself, is also, by the way, before it was big, right? A little bit before because I remember broke my brother showed it to me, yeah, and he had, he and his college friends were into it, but I had not seen it yet, and okay. it wasn't big yet. I never want to be the guy that claims to like like things before they were cool, but in this case, it is important to note, yeah, that I mean, it, that we didn't, it, yeah, it, it was it was yeah not as popular as it was. And so I remember you showing to me and saying, "I want to do something like this that's just really fun," like yeah. Yeah, and I had already, man, as far as history of rap goes, you know, I, I grew up in a a Baptist church, and um, 
I used to, uh, during the sermons, I would just sit down and me and my friend, um, Stephen Severino, we would, uh, <laughs> we would op- take the tithe offerings, uh, out of, or the tithe, not the offering, we wouldn't take the money. <laughs> uh, we would have, cause that's the rap life, but we'd open the envelopes and we'd just start writing raps and man, they were mostly themed like Batman themed and you know, um, we had our first ever one was Arabia and I look oh, back yeah. and it was single-handedly the most racist thing I've ever <laughs> written and <laughs> Since then, I've become uh, more woke, if you uh, if you will, and um, yeah, and you know, I don't regret it. I was a kid in the South. I didn't really understand that it's not okay to just make assumptions about Middle Eastern people. But um, you should know. we play a little bit of Arabia right now? Yeah, I think if you could insert that right here. Yeah, I think it's still on iTunes. Matt Morris and the Home Biscuits. In the it, Home Biscuits, it may have fallen. You also wrote a bunch of stuff. You did like rap battles in high school, right? Um, Not good ones, but like you and your friends in the hallway would like. Yeah. Oh, there we go. How do I control this? Um, yeah. Back when I was in high school, man, I was like, you know, I obviously was well rehearsed because of church in rap music. And I, um, man, I, we would do rap battles like eight mile style. Like in that, in that age, we'd y'all just watched eight mile and like just loved it. And like. Eminem had a pretty heavily unhealthy influence on my rap life, like, and then I got into him like on his Relapse album. If you haven't heard that, don't listen to it. I can't, I can't endorse that album. It's horrible the things he says. In yeah, that album. but but it's yeah. good music. So man, I just had like my whole high school career was just like dis dis rap, and uh, and you know it was it was fine. I was in high school. I wasn't expected to be a good person back then, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, and so, anyways, so that was the history of rap. That was too long. And um, no, you can tell us. And all basically, um, where, where, where were you born? I was, I <laughs> was native, oh. Nashvilleian. That's a big deal to a lot of people I meet. Yeah. Um, how do I speed up? Go left, left, push forward, left. Oh my gosh! Okay, how do I invert this too? This is so stupid. Um, Options. Gameplay or controls? Controls. Invert flight. You're one of those. Anyway. So then... I'm a real pilot. So then what... This was the one important thing was artificial. We did not have a song. You just had that video and you wanted to make videos. So we talked to Nick Serban and was like, we want to make a rap video. And I remember telling him we want to make a rap video and him being like, do you not have a song yet? And we had no song so we had to go write the song yeah. to do the video. Where did where I never think I, I don't think I ever asked you where did artificial come from? Man, so I think I like just wrote it. Um I worked at a pie shop at the time. Um and I man, I was just it wasn't a high stress work environment. It was it was a great job. Loving uh, Pie Company. Yeah, Loving Pie Company. Go check it out if you're in Nashville. Um but man, I would just sit there while I was working at the coffee bar there and serving pie. I'd just start writing lines and Man, like I knew I kind of wanted to do a satirical thing, and I was like, man, I think what would be funny is I like, make fun of hipsters. You know, it's it's been done, but I think we can still do it. You know, it, like the joke hasn't run its course, and so um, yeah, so I just started writing and wrote on all my just all my off time, and then brought the concept for the video to to Ben, and then we brought it to Nick, and we actually met. Remember, we discussed the video at the Loving Pie Company at the we Loving Pie, out. but we didn't have a song yet. Did we? 
I think we did. I think that's when we planned out the shot list and all that. Oh, that's right. I don't remember. I just remember talking to Nick on the phone or something, and we were like, yeah, we'll have the song. Don't worry about that. I just want to talk about the video. Yeah. But then, so then... Uh, Do we have, like, missiles? Yeah, it's like you're that one, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, We... uh. Then we, what did we do? Like, then you came over and we worked in the, in the bonus room, which was my room. And we worked for a really long time. And we had, I just remember we played around. Did you have the, the idea for the piano part? No, I don't think I had meant much musical input. Yeah, I think it was mostly me. I don't remember how or when. I remember, I, I think your first draft I didn't like of the song. And then I, <laughs> like. I'll take creative direction credits and then Ben did all the handiwork. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I love the Boba Fett or mm-hmm. no Django Fett. I think that's whose voice maybe I just heard. I can't tell. Is uh, is Maui and Moana? No, not Maui. That's The Rock. Sorry, uh, Moana's dad. I've been watching. This is probably I've watched Moana six times this week. So then, so artificial. So definitely, yeah. Go look it up. It's a good video, but. Artificial, then after that, how long after that did we do re- Regular Guy? It was about a year after, because we did uh, one called This A Date. Oh, that yeah. Was in between. That uh, was my favorite one. Yeah, that was just a that was a video, another video um, about men guys trying to figure out how to date girls. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Figuring out if this is a date. That's, yes, that like, was what it was. Whether or, not, whether or not the situation you're in is a date. And we had, um, we had three of us, me, you, and Jake, and then like... That was the first time that I attempted to rap and I hated it. I was not good. Why don't you have a gun? Oh, there we go. I don't want to be a sniper. That's stupid. Snipers are literally the most pointless position in the army. How? What? That is so not true. (laughs) Bradley Cooper is a fraud. (laughs) I mean, like, who even sits? I'm a firm believer in just engage in the battle. Don't be... See... I'm a sitting duck. So, um, what was the I'm like I'm How curious. Do I change weapons. What was the, <laughs> Oh, infantry. What was your inspiration behind regular guy? Baby girl. Um, which is also I video. don't even remember. I remember like I honestly don't remember like the premise of the song. I remember some like younger girl came up to me and was like, "Hey, were you the guy who wrote that song about like equality?" And I'm like, I don't even remember like equality phasing me when I wrote that song, but maybe like that was just like, well, I'm just a regular guy, and we're, we're all regular. regular like, people. I think there's nothing wrong with being like regular, and part of me disagrees with it now because I don't think anybody's just regular. I think humans are extraordinary, and so you actually you're kind of having an internal crisis about the song. Well, yeah, like at this point, I'm like, man, if I had like rewritten that song, I probably would have done something differently, but I don't regret it. It's a cool song. You got to admit, the production's pretty dope. It's one of my favorite things I've ever written. It was. It was great. I, I'm i not going to say what I used. Let's not talk about that, because it may or may not be illegal. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. Hey, sample whatever you want, guys. Sample whatever Just you make want. sure it doesn't sound like the original song. Like the original sampled. song that I sampled. Anyway. Um, so you're not supposed to walk into explosions. <laughs> That's another life lesson. <clears throat> so yeah. do you do you miss that time of just constantly making videos and part of me rapping? does like you know that was 4 years ago. Since then, oh my gosh. Uh, since then man, I you know got married, had a kid, 6 6 months. Well, 6 months in we found out six we were pregnant. Kids? Uh, and so, you know, a lot's changed, you know. It's it's hard to like 
find the time anymore and just like hustle and like find a bunch of people to be in your video, you know? And yeah, you know, cause all your friends now are just adults who work and have full-time jobs. And so, and like, I'm fine with that, you know, like I didn't really get paid for any of those videos. I can't sustain a family life, but it was fun and I, I want to get back into it. But in your adult age, you just, you got to have a lot more money to, to be able to do that. A lot to more be padding. An independent artist and, mm-hmm. And, you know, make videos and play shows and make records. And so, you know, yes and no. Should we re- reunite the band right now? On the, on the show? Right now. <laughs> right now on the show. Um, well, I mean, the only reason I got you on the podcast is because we're working on a song for you right now. You're doing yeah. you're doing a few singles right now, which I'm sure am. people who are fans of you would be very excited to hear that. Because I don't think you've released anything in a long time. I haven't. You know, and I kind of found, well, you know, Ben and I, we released the video. That was, it was a hit. Honestly, got, I mean, I don't know what constitutes a viral video, but, you know, right now it's at like 21,000 views, which is pretty That's cool. That's pretty viral. People, That's people like, at least email me constantly. Like, I get emails all the time wanting to know where to buy the song. Because... Something we've never actually explained in public is that after a while, we didn't think we would do anything with Proof, which is the album. I don't even know if most people even heard the whole album. Yeah. And that's the mistake we made is, man, nobody at this day and age listens to albums anymore. Right. So, so what we did was we uh, we knew we weren't going to make any money off of it. And the shows, though they were going well, there were like very few and far between, you know, we weren't doing a lot of shows. So after, I remember after one of our final, like one of our shows where it was really cold and we knew we weren't going to do another one because number one, we didn't have any new music. And number two, like every time we played a show was the biggest production ever with the freaking stage before the, the light stage and your confetti, you were spending like a hundred dollars on confetti. I spent a lot of money on confetti (laughs) and I spent a lot of time. Somebody donated to us this led floor. And when I say led, not like cool. It was was homemade, homemade rope lights covered in plexiglass. Yeah. Dangerous is heavy, but the heaviest. Want to shout out to Paul Morris, my Paul dad, Morris. for literally setting up every show. He was my road, my road crew. So we would do that, which just became way too much for literally one album and the two of us. So I don't know what this is. And so I, um, but after that, I, I had made a connection over it. I, I went to, um, Warner Chapel. I had a meeting. I got a meeting over there, and I was trying to pitch my film score. Because uh, Warner Chapel buys, um, <laughs> they buy licensed music. They license music and then they get it in commercials and stuff. Yeah. My goal was to try to get in uh, Warner Chapel. If you go to their offices, not only is there a picture of my father-in-law, Robert Deaton, in there, but um, there's a there's also posters all over the place of like fake movie scores they've made that they've like they've gotten composers to. And that was my goal. I was trying to get. I was trying to get in on that game. I was like, I could write stock music like crazy. I could do that. You know, once a month I could release something. So I was trying to get them interested in my film score, which I don't have, which literally any meeting I'm ever in, no one's ever interested in my film score. <laughs> like every, every time I meet anyone to talk about my music, it's always like, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out how to use you. That's the answer I always get. It's really annoying. So of course, when he's going through my website, my music, he stumbles across our stuff and he's like, wow, I really like this. Son. Who's this? And I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a rap duo I'm in. And, and uh, we write, you know, we've written one album. They're like, well, we'd definitely be interested in buying this. And I was like, S- do you want to talk about any of the music that I wrote? <laughs> and so nope. they were like, nope. Yeah, so, shotgun. So we went 
so then I went to Matt and then we talked through it and we decided we wanted to sell it, which I think was a pretty good decision. We are still, apparently we still make money off of it. And yeah, I've seen a couple checks. My first ever royalty check, man. Which cool. honestly is better than what we were doing before. It's true. But the problem with that is now people f- have found, we have a lot of fans apparently who have found our, our video and have tracked us down through my Bandcamp page, which is, which I don't use all the time. And which I really haven't used in a while. I'm planning on update. I'm going to upload a couple things to it soon. But um, so because of that, you know, you they they've somehow tracked me down. And I get emails. I probably get one email a month, and which if you think about it, is a pretty good amount of somebody saying, "Hey, oh, I really God. want regular God. guy." <laughs> hey, I really want regular guy, or hey, I really like this song, or that's how they killed me. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> or we, you know, we just. Want you want the song, and then we also get I get emails about one of a kind a lot, which is one of the tracks on it which we really liked. And after we uh, after we sold it, I think about a year later, Dr Pepper's ad campaign was one of a kind. And I remember being like, "How are they not using our song? That's literally the name of the song. If they searched it, they would have found our song." Gameplay. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do a speed round where you <laughs> yes, where you just. All right, Matt, just tell me interesting things about you. Yeah, well, my favorite thing, and I feel like I always lead with this. What? Is, what, on what, on dates? Um, yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. Okay. When I was 18, um, me and my friend Morgan, uh, man, we really wanted tattoos. And, um, and a lot of people don't know this. I guess a lot of people do now. It all depends. But uh, we didn't want our parents to know. You know, like, that was the big thing. Is like, oh, my God, grenade. Um. We didn't want our parents to know, and so we're like, man, I got an idea. Let's get freckles. Like, let's just get brown ink freckles, just like <laughs> dots on our skin. And he was like, that's the greatest idea I've ever heard. And so we, uh, you know, we gathered our money, and we went to a, a place called Black 13 in Nashville, which is like a pretty oh well-established tattoo parlor. And, and they, went in like the, the two idiots asking for freckles. Yep. And instantly they said, ah, oh, no, we don't do that. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, And I was prepared to pay 50 bucks you know, or so for five dots for five minutes of their time. And they said no, I think, because they were too prideful. And yeah, um, they can you know, deal with that and however they want to. But uh, we went to the sketchy... Jeez, Matt, just throwing shade. Just, just yeah, slamming you know, Black Pride 13. is something that, you know, they can... Hear that, Black 13? We are not supporters, okay? <laughs> this podcast, official stance, we are against, against Black, Black 13. 13. Sounds like a like a hate group or something. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah uh, it does. Anyway, so we found this sketchy place in Franklin. I'm not going to diss their name. Um, doesn't matter what their name was. But oh, God. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we went in. They were like, absolutely. They were super nice. The store minimum was 40 bucks, And, man, we sat down and... Got five freckles, took about five minutes, paid 40 bucks. And I got to tell you, like, if I could pay 40 bucks to have that many people, like, laugh at a joke, I would again. I've gotten well over $40 worth of laughs um, from that from that night. So, And that, to you, is, worth is what's more. important. Yeah, being funny is worth more than... Well, you used to say smart. we went. We went on. We've been on two mission trips together, neither of which I f- finished paying for. And oh, yeah. I have a funny story about that. <laughs> yeah. um, Dad Gomez. I mean, I mean, Dad. No, I've told. No, Dad. I've totally paid it off. Don't worry about it. Anyway, um, but 
we've been on two mission trips and I remember in South Africa, your big joke was I'll do anything for 12 Rand? 12 Rand. 12 Rand, which amounts to like a dollar 20 dollar US currency. Yeah. But I, it's $12, but there it was I'll do anything for 12 Rand and I feel like that in to me I'll do anything for 12 Rand encompasses your personality. Yeah, and I, you know when I say that, I want you to know I wouldn't really do anything for 12 Rand, but I like I'll do anything for a good laugh, you know? <clears throat> and uh I I did win class clown 2012 for franklin high school heck yeah which is i'm still super proud of um i'm a little less like goofy than i was just being an adult and a father and whatnot but man oh my god um but yeah no i i I value comedy and have since learned how to mature but man still be immature in in appropriate ways and i think it's healthy to have that uh that, that balance so you don't have to tell me that. In the Christian world, we call it joy. You know, it's it's more of that's a more Christian word for just me. He's just funny. He's just full of joy. Um, just full of joy. Bless. It's not heart. a bad thing, but I do love making fun of Christian subculture. Yes. In a way that's you know not making fun of Christians. So I think Christians are, for the most part, great people. Speaking of uh, um, mission trips and people we went on mission trips with, would you be willing? Would would any of your characters be willing to visit the podcast right now? It, I was trying to remember those. I, I don't like remember those characters, and I remember one of them was highly offensive to like people in the LGBT community, and so like, well, not I, that one. <laughs> I don't do that one anymore, and it wasn't offensive. It was just like very stereotyped. Yeah, once again, a stereotype that I I don't do. And can you do the robot voice anymore? Oh yeah. So one was ZX two three nine, and do you want me? My to take, wife. My we, wife. Gets, should we take a break and then I'll interview ZX two and nine? No, I don't want to go too long. Okay. <laughs> My wife doesn't like it because it's kind of a Stephen Hawking character. And I'm not making fun of Stephen Hawking. I love Stephen I've Hawking. I've never thought of it that I think way. He's, one of, he's more of a robot, but I kind of get into a posture that is Stephen Hawking-like <laughs> that is offensive. But it's more of a robot. So here he goes. Hello, this is ZX239, Computer Life Force. Ask me any question and I will be able to answer it. What is ZX219, correct? CX239. 239. What? Uh, well, I have two questions. Is that okay? Yes. Maybe three. Maybe three questions. One, what does your name, where, how did you get your name? Are you three, are you 329, are you the 329th version of you? I do not know the answer to that. My name was given to me by my maker. Who made you? Jesus. Gee, really? Just kidding. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I was created by Dell. <laughs> by Del- Wait, oh, so, wow. So you're a big supporter of, well, so then Bill Gates created you. Yes. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I have two, I have one more question then. Oh, I gotta make it good. Um, What's your uh, what's your what's your desert island playlist album? White noise <laughs> and the sounds of zero one one zero zero. I can't. My voice is starting to hurt. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm much less creative with those voices um, than I used to be. I was and used to be. I used to be funnier. Didn't you have one like Paolo or something? It was like a. 
Uh, I had one named Travis, and he was like a southern dude. No, no, that was the that was the offensive one. That was the one. offensive one. Yeah, so Travis was a man, a, a rich kid or kid with rich oh, parents right, yeah. who hated his parents' guts, and he was in a like a metal band, like a <laughs> postcore metal band, and <laughs> I do remember all that. their songs. It was called like the Circle of or no, the Circle of Strife, the Strife of Pi. <laughs> it's a wonderful strife. Um, yeah. Oh, I miss Travis. I miss that. And he was. I mean, he was just total douche. But <laughs> like, I loved him, and people did too. But but those days are behind you. Yeah. I loved one of your best bits. Was uh, guys, I can do any impression. Just tell me an impression. You do an impression. It's just the same Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you didn't know, I can't do an Arnold. <laughs> it sounds like this. <laughs> and then, so then you're like, all right, now do Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jurassic Park and Independence Day. Okay, just say why would Jeff Goldblum just name his movies? That's really because that's all I know about Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> all right, how about uh, oh god, uh, Steven Spielberg, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Spot on. That wow, it's incredible how accurate that is. Yeah. Oh wow. So um what about you had a brief stint in uh DJing, mm-hmm. which you don't do anymore. I don't. I did last week. Uh I DJed my ex girlfriend's wedding uh bucket <laughs> list item. I literally said yes because I thought it would be funny and I ended up I mean, I hate DJing, so it wasn't fun. It, it well, I just don't like DJing. Don't hear me wrong; it's an incredible job if you're looking for a quick way to make good money. And DJ the heck, you got to be a good speaker. But uh, yeah, I said yes to my ex girlfriend because I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Like she's like, yeah, and we're we're in a, we're on good terms. It's not like I was like, yeah, like uh, you know, I didn't Ruin have any your yeah, your big day. which I did screw up the mother son dance, and I feel so bad about that. Um, you should probably reload, by the way hit that x um yeah but yeah i I dj'd for three years for a great company if you're in nashville looking for dj snyder entertainment they're ballers great djs gonna plug snyder entertainment on the podcast yeah man they're actually paying me uh yeah this is but then i also was an independent dj for about two years of that um just more money and whatnot I, i find that everyone that i know everyone i know who does anything in the wedding business hates it yeah, it's one of those man high stress environments, high lots of money, and I think there's little fulfillment when you have a stressful job and you do it for the money. You know, it's like that's why that's when you start to hate a job when you're doing it for the money. Right. So, okay. without I, I, if there's a way for you to tell me without clearly giving it away who it is, what what was the worst wedding you've had to do? Oh my gosh, I said this is <laughs> this is bad. Um, it's not anything I did. It's just like. I mean, you run into certain families that have just issues. You know, we all of our families have issues, but this family, like a lot of alcoholism, I think is what I could tell from it. Um, but it was one of those weddings, like I was already dreading it because the ceremony was at four and they wanted the wedding to be over at one o'clock in the morning. Oh my gosh. And so instantly I was like, man, I'm going to make a lot of extra money, like go into overtime, you know, but I'm not going to like it. And the wedding, man, just a lot of drunk people and drunk people are very confident in asking for their songs. And if you don't play it, they're going to get angry um, right. at you. And so I had a lot of those experiences, but this man, this is like kind of sad at the end, but I was like, it was like 
12.45, I lined up the last song, uh, which was Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Michael Jackson, which is always my first song. So I was already mad that I didn't get to play my like intro song. Right. Um, and not like I don't like introduce myself in that song. It's just the first song I play on the dance floor. Um, and like... I'd like to talk more about that. She wanted to wait for the father, but um, all of a sudden the father like passes out on the dance floor because he's, he's so drunk and we can't find the groom is what it is. So I go outside and I see the groom just with a huge bottle of bourbon, just walking around the lobby alone, drinking <laughs> bourbon. And I'm like, hey, man, we're about to play your last song. And he's like, what? He's like, you want to try some some bourbon? And I was like, dude, I'm 18. Like, I, I can't, you know? And also I'm working. Um, and he's like, okay. And he starts like hobbling back. And that's when I get back. And the dad is passed out because he's so drunk. And like the bride is crying. And I'm like... And we've reached our last song, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Don't stop till you get enough. Gosh. And it's like, oh! <laughs> and then it's just, it's just like sad. And, oh, that's so... Oh, my God. And so, you know, it's... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So shot. Um, that, yeah, that's... Is, is that the worst gig you've DJed, or were there non-wedding ones that you've done? You did that one business office party or something that was like Smirnoff... Like no, this is a friend of mine. DJ does. We're off ice party. Their corporate yes. event, and they have something kind of like you remember that thing where you put like the OK sign under your leg and you could punch them. Yeah, it's um, it's like that, but it's called you're getting iced. And if you look down and they see a little bottle of Smirnoff ice, like they have to chug it. And so people kept icing each other all night, <laughs> which in the mob means something different. Yeah, uh, <laughs> everyone's dead by all the end of, of it. Sudden, the night ends. A guy like slowly unbuttons his shirt grabs a huge bottle of Smirnoff ice and just starts dumping it on his head. And just like, they're just like, ice, ice, ice. Uh, and like, it's not even part of the game anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's just, just yelling ice. Shoot off. And I, like, I wanted to DJ more gigs like that, but I, I didn't. You know, it's funny. I, uh, I've i been pretty open. I don't even know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but like I've had a drinking problem before. Yeah. Had many run-ins with alcohol. Never once had Smirnoff ice. Never once in my life. And I feel like... I feel like that's something I can be proud of. Yeah, yeah. There's certain things, man. I think there's really no reason. There's not a bad. If you pride yourself in the alcohol you drink, I think that's a good thing. <laughs> that means you don't just drink for no reason. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, like you drink for flavor. Um, what is your spirit animal? Um, Amanda Bynes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think no, I no. Stop. That's it. All right. I stole I'll... that from somewhere. Wait, where did you take that from? I don't remember. It's from something. Well, what would be... Oh, just piss A. What would be... What would be your... Like, if I'm thinking of an actual animal... Man, I, I'm obsessed with vultures. Like, vultures what? are my favorite animal. I don't know necessarily... My spirit is like a vulture. I, I, I don't, don't think, no. find dead things and consume them. Even metaphorically, I don't. <laughs> uh, like, maybe spirit... Like, Like, maybe that's something like trying to tell me like man i'm supposed to find there. dead people who are spiritually dead and you know but i don't like eat their spirituality do you, no. eat, do you eat them like after you're done no but man vultures are fascinating creatures man they're they're so good for the earth and they're like they're somewhat you know people see them and kind of think they're gross but man they're extremely clean creatures you know they're um their stomachs are able to handle far more than most mammals and birds because i mean they're eating like like skunks and they're eating cows and like even um their bodies protect them against certain diseases even if they consume a cow with a disease you know it's right. like 
um, and so their their bodies are able to process a lot more than um, a lot of mammals and yeah, it's extremely you know and then oh also their the reasons their heads are so naked and their feet is because they're easily cleaned um, after they consume a creature and get their hands dirty they pee on them to sanitize them yeah um, yeah so it's fascinating it's my favorite animal and I would you know my spirit animal is you should name your next like to album. Figure that out. Oh, if you do an album, but you should name a song "Vulture." Hey, uh, John Mayer. Just so you know, oh, just so you know, this our this one does does that, and there's the little rectangle there. That's your objective, gotcha, gotcha. and it'll show you. And then when you're holding this down, the left trigger rack focuses. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then cinematically, that's cool. It's a lot more than I. And want then when you're aiming, when you just hold the L1, that's your flamethrower. Gotcha. So I'm going to climb down. All right. And it's all up to you. Uh, speaking of stuff that you were like obsessed with, you also, you went through a lot of phases of different things. Dude, I'm a phase person. You're a phase person. You went through like a hippie phase. You had uh, incense mm. in your... In- incense, uh, those stupid hoodies. Not stupid, but... Ponchos. Like, uh, Bajas. I think Bajas. Um, got everything from Earthbound. Um, funny, I actually wasn't into salt rocks, but I more recently got into salt, salt rocks. Salt rocks are cool. Good for the air, negative ions. <clears throat> um, yeah, hippie phase. I had a heavy magic phase, multiple magic phases. Man. <laughs> Wait, um, multiple? Yeah, every like every year, my parents did some retreat, uh, like cooked dinner for some retreat uh, in Gatlinburg. So every year, I'd go and I'd go to a magic store and I would. Uh, I mean, I would get back into it and I would just buy magic tricks and I would fail at them every time and i just have some really cool tricks up my sleeve um at my house in a box um that i just forgot how to do but yeah and then rc like remote control everything um cars helicopters planes um got heavily into that and then last year my wife got me a drone um like a toy one that's nice incredible did you do you still have strapnel on your wrist i do yeah this wasn't a phase this is a different segue but um, and was heavily into dry ice for a while. Maybe it was a phase. And <laughs> like that sounds you, like a drug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I, um, dry ice, and when you mix it with water, you know, uh, foams up, creates somewhat of a gas. I'm not sure. Pressure. Yeah, and I would throw it, screw it on, like screw on, put it in bottles and screw them on and throw them, and it make a loud explosion, pop noise. Um, once did that in my house, mixed a lot of more dry ice than I should have. Screwed it on the cap. It was, you know, expanding. I went outside. The door was locked, and I knew I didn't have time. So I tried to run to the other door because I didn't want it to explode in the house, and it blew up in my hand, and um, plastic went into my wrist. And my parents thought, like, I'd found their shotgun and, like, shot it in the house and freaked them out. But, uh... What? What happened? He just peed on me. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, and so... uh, What other phases you went through? Well, you went through the sort of hip-hop, like heavy hipster phase i felt yeah like, like kind of with the hip-hop hipster phase i just dressed, big dressed coats flamboyantly yeah flamboyantly is not the right word um leopard i dressed print. very loudly leopard i wore a lot deal. of leopard print um yeah and so basically i've been through a lot of phases um what do you think your next phase will be it's hard to say um i don't know if, if i've really gotten into phases as much anymore you know just dad phase. Yeah, I'm in this like dad family phase, and it's not really a phase, you know, it's kind of for life. And right. I don't um, think I'm into phases. <clears throat> What's the dumbest thing you ever did in high school? 
quick, quick segue while you think about it. Remember how we used to go to the poop plant? I did. Yeah, we'd break into the cottonwood waste plant and we would steal things. We, we steal, did. Like, we flasks. legitimately stole stuff yeah. from there. And we left a toy grenade. Yes, we left a toy grenade and a big duct tape, like a smiley face on the wall. <laughs> um, oh the, I did a lot of dumb things. The one thing, I, I don't think this is dumb. It, I got in a lot of trouble for it, just being like in leadership in the church, even in high school. And For those not familiar, and you should be if you aren't, um, the game Hello Neighbors by Tiny, Tiny, Tiny Build, Tiny Build. I don't remember your name. I'm sorry. I will. I'll, I'll look it up and I'll plug it perfectly. But um, it's a little game where you sneak into your neighbor's house and try to figure out his secrets while he. But he's a, an advanced AI that will learn from your mistakes. What were you saying, Matt? Um, I uh, there's this talent show. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. L. Oh my. The L left trigger makes you run. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I've never seen you scream like that. <laughs> and I'm literally I'm in his attic right now. He's captured me. I'm in his attic. This is a little rapey. I'm not gonna lie. Uh what, what Oh ah! my god, what And I'm It was a bad dream. What? Um yeah, there's this talent show, and I <laughs> was trying to figure out what to do. Like, I, I auditioned um, and didn't really, still didn't figure out. Like, a lot of friends, like, swallow goldfish and regurgitate them in a fishbowl. Like, I want to do something shocking, and he didn't actually get in the talent show because that's inhumane. But, um, so I got, I was watching Forrest Gump one night, and I got the inspiration from Jenny um, when she's in that club playing nude. Um, and I was like, I need to do this. And so... Got the idea. I bought some really short, short shorts um, at Goodwill, and I had a you know pretty large guitar at the time, um, and I put it over my shorts, and I pretended I walked out like pretended to be naked, and I sang "It's Raining Men," uh, and like halfway through the song, had all the guys com- who were competing, who also had like short shorts and speedos, come out and kind of dance around me as I sang "It's Raining Men." So, you know, you and I have always both been very heavily influenced by movies. I remember. Oh, you do one of my favorite things you used to do, which Caroline doesn't understand because every time she can't get through signs because of the dogs. She doesn't like when dogs mm-hmm. die. Yeah. But you used to do that thing at dinner where you where you'd cry like Mel Gibson while eating. Yeah, that was a good bit. That was a great I bit. A lot of people laugh at that. I loved when you do it in public places and people stare at you like, why is he crying and eating so aggressively? Yeah, if he yeah, you need to watch Stop this crying. Song. You can't touch me, pervert. <laughs> so then I guess uh, the final question, the most important one, is what deodorant do you use? Um, right now I'm a Old Spice, just classic. I don't like the classic. It, it just smells like pits that have something on them. Yeah, I try not to wear antiperspirant. I heard it's kind of bad for you. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> well, Matt. I think that's everything. I mean, unless there's okay. anything else you wanted to talk about, we could do... He's asleep, he's asleep, he's asleep. You can sneak past him. I could just kill him. No, don't kill him. Get there. Go there. Go in the next room. Go the next left, left, left. Left. There you go. That is the bathroom. Oh my God. 
Okay. Ah! I don't know what you're supposed to do. I don't either. This game is confusing. All right, tuning out. This is Matt Morris. You tuning can, out. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Matador Morris with oh, two yeah. T's. Where can people find your Actually, music? You I don't really find. I don't really um, post on Instagram much. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm working on music. I'll let you know. Maybe I'll be. Maybe I'll be a more interesting podcaster when I uh, have like music and. You'll. Wait, you'll let, but you'll let us know, like, as in the entire viewership of this podcast, you'll just, you'll collectively let us know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right, cool. Well, see ya. Later. Gameplay. Gameplay. Thanks for listening, and if you have any game suggestions you'd like to suggest and or questions you want me to ask to my variety of guests... Please feel free to tweet them at me at, at GameplayPod or email them at GameplayInterviews at gmail.com. Or just like, you know, let me know what's up. What's going on? You.